Hi and welcome to the Swan Effect Mums Coffee and Chat podcast. This week I'm joined by Kat and also if you're watching on my YouTube video I'm also joined by my youngest Veronica who um, hasn't had her nap so hopefully she won't make too much noise. I'm really sorry. This is what happens when you're a mum and things don't always go to plan so yeah hopefully she'll just be really occupied with all this and be quiet. You want to say hello? Hello. So this week we are talking about, and I can never pronounce this properly, precipitous labour. And that is basically, from what I gather, extremely quick labour. Is that right, Kat? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, it's normally defined as anything um, quicker than three hours is a precipitous labour. So very, yeah, very rapid um, labour. So we'll talk about your experience in a bit. But first of all, where do you live and who do you live with? Okay, so um, I live in Plymouth, down in the southwest of the country. Um, I live with my partner of 13 years. Um, we have two children together. Um, one is five, Henry, and the other is Oliver, who's um, two. Oh, brilliant. So the uh, thing is, with me and Kat, we have known each other for a long, long time now. Um, I don't even know how long it's been on Instagram. But we just kind of connected maybe last year in 2020, I think around the beginning of the pandemic. And we've just, I'm like we just said before, trying to find an old message, realise how much we actually talk to each other on Instagram. We do actually uh, chat a lot. So you are one of my friends, proper Instagram friends, mum friends. And it's been lovely getting to know you. And then I kind of heard this story on one of your posts quite a while ago now. And I remember thinking, I'll speak to her about that because... I don't I don't necessarily know many that have got it or if they have had it it's like three hours like you say whereas yours is a very very different story so tell us a bit about your sons um how old are they and what little personalities do they have okay so yeah I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old um they're both like super crazy I think it's the only way I can explain that the kids, yeah, yeah. Um, they're fearless they're adventurous they're cheeky they're nosy like all such good traits but when when they all come together it can be absolute madness I'm sure it's the same in your house Lynn. yeah it is especially now Ronnie's getting older um and she's starting to grab things and feels oh, yeah. like, oh, hang on you're getting in my space quite a lot now you're taking my toys hang on a second like you can see it already gather momentum it's going to be a fun 12 months I tell you so I've just said about the, I have to keep looking at the word, can I, I can't pronounce it, precipitous labour. Um, I'd Like I said, I've never heard of it properly before. Um, I don't think many people would use that word for it it's quite a, a tongue twister. But can you explain, well, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm really sorry. Ronnie's got a very poor chest. I'll try and delete this off. Okay. So this happened with your second son. So talk to us a bit about your experience with this. What happened? Did you have a normal-ish birth the first time? Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, the first time round, I had what I'd say, yeah, was a pretty normal. In fact, it was a really straightforward birth um, with my first. Uh, I was free in labour for eight hours. Um, so I'd say pretty, is that pretty average? I don't really know what the average is um so yeah about an eight hour labor um i managed to have him in um birthing pool at the hospital um so we're very very fortunate to have had that so he was a little water baby so yeah my first was a really um 
I guess like just a really steady process of going through everything on your birthing plan as the stages sort of pass by. Um, I think that's pretty that much was, on everyone's that... birthing plan, isn't it? The water, like mine was the first one. I'd love to try and do it in the water. You know, if not, I'd like, love to just do it in the labour ward and things like that. You always have this birth plan. Near enough, most people would like to do the, you know, the water birth, wouldn't they? I think, yeah, I think it's quite popular nowadays. And to be fair, yeah, definitely, definitely recommend it. It's a nice little um, comfort zone to be in. Um, but yeah, compared to my second, so you asked me and my experience of that, didn't you, as well? Yeah. Yeah, so with my second, um, I think <gasps> I literally I started having a contraction. I remember saying to the partner, oh, yeah, that's definitely something starting to happen now. Like, maybe we should get start to get really ready. Maybe in, like, the next 24 hours. We're going to have another little baby. So you kind of like, after having your first, where you didn't really know the signs at the start of your labour or necessarily know them or feel them. With my second, it was like a really like, right, yeah, I know this is definitely it happening now. Um, I remember my partner getting like a few things together, making sure we had a bag in the car, making sure we had some drinks and some snacks. And within the space of time, it took him to put like a bag in the car. He come back in to me like screaming on the sofa. Um, I had about eight contractions in the first 10 minutes, I, I think so it was. For me, because I can only go from, you can, well, anyone can only go from their personal experience. With um, my second, obviously, it was elective, so I didn't go for any of that. But with Theon, my waters had broken, well, I thought they'd broken on the Thursday. On the Friday morning, I started getting period pains, and that then went on and on all day and all night. And then on the Saturday, it was definitely getting worse and contractions were starting. So did you not have period pains or like belly pains or aches or anything think, like nothing? I remember I remember my mum saying that I had, I had been really fidgety that day. So she was just my, I remember my mum was round in the in the morning and the afternoon for a bit. Yeah. And she said that I was just like I was up and down like I wasn't in pain, but I just could I wasn't sitting still. Like I was really like I'll sit down for five minutes, get back up, like have a walk around, sit back down. Okay, I, I think you're a bit like that anyway, that aren't you? Yeah, I don't think you're, you yeah, know, you're not really a chilled yeah. person anyway in that sense. You're kind of like up and down like me. Yeah, I'm always on, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't really remember there being any real like signs of like it being the next level before my contraction started. So literally when, when the first contraction came, that was when I thought, okay, cool, this is starting now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then to have eight, um, to have eight contractions that within the first 10 minutes of the first one happening anyway, was a pretty rapid, scary um, experience for me. So um, I remember my partner ringing the hospital and telling them, oh yeah, she's had, she's had them. Um, She's had a contraction thing. So like, well, how many has she had? How long has it been going on? And he's like, well, it's only been going on for 10 minutes. So like, well, you'll have to wait a bit longer than that. Sort of almost being like, are you crazy? Like, it's only been 10 minutes, mate. Like, chill out. Like, it'll be fine. Um, but then when my partner told them, and I think when they could hear me screaming in the background, really? um, yeah. I've had eight contractions within that 10 minutes. They were like, yeah, okay, maybe come in. And um, yeah, I remember just saying to my partner, yeah, we're going. Like, we have got to go now. Because yeah. I think as a mum, I always like to think that you have a slight gut feeling of what's happening, or yeah, at least so. um, at least the sort of safety of yourself yeah. and the baby. Yeah. Um, and I knew, yeah, I knew we had to go. It's like this pain is getting really high level. I'd say 
I went when my first I went into hospital and I was seven centimeters dilated I'd say the first like 10 minutes I felt like I was at that same level as what it took me eight hours the previous is that, wow. makes, is that, is that a good way of explaining it I think yeah, yeah, how rapid yeah. it was um I remember my water's broke in the car my poor little micro my poor little micro was there was not in a good shape afterwards luckily the hospital was only about a 10 minute drive if that from our house um and I remember just getting into hospital I couldn't walk down the stairs luckily this lovely lady um came over the wheelchair she works within the um postnatal department of the hospital so um I guess she was kind of used to mums but maybe not mums that were screaming that they were like yeah kids um she wheeled me like straight down into the room and literally I remember I remember one of the nurses asking me if I could get off the wheelchair that I was on because I was like straddling I was like probably straddling a wheelchair at this point um, and like, I, no. her, I can't I remember saying I can't because the baby's coming and with it, literally the baby came like, on the I wheelchair on the wheelchair so I was like, I'm not going to do it because you'll see my bum, but like, <laughs> don't need, we don't like, need knees, knees up visuals. on the wheelchair, knees up in the wheelchair, bum out, looking really, really elegant. Um, well, like, so you're on all fours kind of position, yeah. So, yeah, I was, on, I was in like quite a good position, I guess, for giving birth, just didn't yeah. expect to be on a wheelchair, yeah. And um, my partner's my partner's on one side pushing it towards me because a lady's having to, um, yeah, yeah. Port, um, inside me with her fingers to make sure I didn't tear oh so I'm God. going one way the wheelchair's nearly tipping like yeah I can see why they asked me to get off the wheelchair it's a health and safety hazard giving birth in a wheelchair yeah uh, well have you ever tried putting a toddler in a pram that hasn't got a brake on it's a bit like that yeah. isn't it that is literally that is literally <laughs> how it was going and my partner said at one point he thought I was just going to flip forwards and maybe like bash my head um but yeah it was it was just over in a flash I remember I don't think I ever felt like the situation was really out of control. It was just, it just. It just it is. It just, you're just in that zone, aren't you? And you literally put yeah. in your life and your baby's life in their hands and you just don't even think about it, do you? You don't doubt the, you know, ability at all, do you? Oh, no, I was more thinking in my head, like, please someone catch this baby because it's coming now. Like, I hope they yeah. think, I hope they're taking me seriously. Yeah, that's it. I, it's I, the, are I they taking it's coming. Like, please have some, please somebody be there to catch the baby. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it was just, it was just over in a flash, over in a flash. So how common is this type of labour? I mean, is there a medical reason for it? Did it, you know, is there anything that you did that brought it on? Or, you know, did your parent, you know, mum have it or anyone in your family have it? You know, is it something that you can prevent yeah. really? So I don't really know how common it is. I did try before this call, I did try to find um, some like facts on it, but I couldn't find like any sort of, you know, like statistics. On yeah. And um, so I'm not too sure how common it is. Um, however, they do say that if you've had a quick labour previously, you're, you're more likely to have a quicker labour the next time. Um, if you birth um, a lot of children, so they say if you birth maybe over three children, you're more than you're more likely to have a quicker labour. Well, there'd always be that um, joke, couldn't there? When there's someone who's had over four children, they'd go, "Oh well, I'll just cough and it'll come out." Because yeah, you've had yeah, that many. That yeah, that is. Yeah. Do say that, isn't it? Yeah. Do say that. Um, but yeah, there's no. I think it does. There is evidence to suggest that it could run in the family. 
Um, but I honestly don't think enough has been like researched on it to really yeah. pinpoint the reasons. It just um, it's, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I've throughout my life, I'm 39, so I've heard you know Facebook or friends and things, you know, oh, um, someone has said, oh, we're, we're delighted to you know announce we've had our little girl. Um, very dramatic entrance. We had to go on a you know this. Um, uh, like a site you know pull over on the motorway and give birth to her because she wasn't ready you know she was you know impatient but then my friend was the same and it, she had her baby within like 45 minutes of being in the hospital but in fairness her contractions had started a long time before that but she had read books and she said that she thought oh this is it it's starting and then got in the bath um to relax before she went into the hospital and as she was in the bath, they got worse and she was struggling. And then she finally got herself into the hospital. So it wasn't from how long was yours, did you say? From when you felt that first, oh, this is starting to when your baby was born. How long was it? Um, it was roughly 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that is ridiculously quick. Whereas what I'm saying yeah. is a lot of people say, oh, I was in hospital for you know half an hour and I gave birth. But you don't know whether they've had the pains all day they've been trying to ignore yeah, it yeah. things like that but yours was genuinely and this is what this precipitous labor is is from the minute you feel it so when the baby comes and that's below the three hour threshold and that's how I look yeah. at it do you know what I know I know you were gonna you gonna write a blog for me weren't you and stuff about stuff like this so we'll have to kind of you know put heads together and try oh, and find some stats won't we yeah. and also yeah. if anyone's listening um just message me or cat and let us know because we'd love to get other people's you know um experiences on this as well you know you don't necessarily have to have given birth on a wheelchair that's you know <laughs> not, not essential oh, no. <laughs> so not one question I wanted to ask actually which isn't on the list what about your partner like how the hell did he feel about all this because you feel the I pain you know every single contraction and you're in, like you said, in your head going, no one's going to take me seriously. This is baby's coming. This baby's coming. He must have just been stood there in shell shock. Yeah, like I think, um, yeah, I think to be honest, the whole time he literally, it was almost like he was a soldier and I was commander. And I'm just like, just do as I say. Yeah. Like, just do as I say, please. And um, I think he, I've got quite a high pain threshold. So... I think the only times where, yeah, my partner has seen me in, in pain and I've really been outspoken about it is when I've been pregnant. Um, but I think me and my partner have been together for, what, 13 years now. So when Oliver was born, it would have been 11 years we've been together. So I think he could just see in my face and the voice. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, she's been, like, really serious with me. Um, yeah. And I think as well, the difference between how I was in such a short, short space of time so I remember I was just sat on the sofa chilling out I told him I'd had a contraction he literally walked out the front door to put something in the car and by the time he walked back I was like pants down like I, I had pulled my pants down already because I was just like oh my god this is really like this is happening um and like you know, I was I was literally in the giving birth position in the time it took me to come back in. So I and you're like, just look like, at me, look at this. <laughs> for him to to see all that, I think yeah, it was. Um, he he does say to me like it was just it was all shock. He was just like everything was just running on adrenaline. He was just like it is, isn't it? 
but yeah, like it, I think he just yeah he did he did great. Like he did. I should give him like some more credit for that yeah. whole experience actually because he just he listened to me like, and I think that's all like your birthing partner can do, isn't it? No matter who yeah. it is, like just just listen and be like, yep, yeah, okay, like okay, yeah, we'll just do what you say now. I think yeah. as well that's another thing as well, isn't it? You write these things down in your birthing plan. But when you're actually in the moment, that could all change. Oh, so absolutely. there, that would be like, yeah, I'm listening to you now. Like, I know you said that you didn't necessarily want that then, but I'm going to listen. Yeah, I'm going to listen to you now. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I think a, bo a bonus for him as well, this, uh, the second time round, was um, because of how quickly it all happened, when the baby was here and then I remember the um, midwife saying, oh, you know, do you want to hold your baby? I was just still in, I, I hadn't even moved yet off the wheelchair. So I was like, no, give this to my partner. I'm like, give the baby to my partner. So I think my partner must have been in quite shocked with that as well. Having like literally, oh, okay. Now I've like first sort of hugged with the baby. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was lovely. For, it was lovely, but it was such a over and a flash moment. So I think both of us really. Yeah, definitely. I was just wondering, how, you know, because you don't really think about it, how you're just lucky he was at home that day. Oh, yeah. Imagine if he yeah. worked half an hour away and you said, oh, can you come back? Because, oh. you know, he potentially does. Like, he, he can't, like, yeah. <laughs> and what would you, you'd always just have to have phoned an ambulance, wouldn't you? And that wouldn't have been I as... think, Yeah, I think if I was at home by myself at that point, especially because I, I'm pretty sure, actually, no, Henry had gone off my sister. It was such a weird coincidence that Henry had gone off for the evening for a sleepover with my sister and Oliver came that evening. Yeah. So we didn't, I didn't have Oliver there, but yeah, I would have been like totally by myself, uh, totally by myself. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I would have, I would have just run for an ambulance or, um, strangely enough, I have a, a retired midwife that lives over the road from me. So I think oh, I would have like, tried to crawl, tried to like crawl over the road to hers. <laughs> got her to help out maybe i remember um, there was a girl you see what you need to do don't you yeah of course there was this girl she was 17 so her like kid, oh my god her kid would be like 22 now and she i remember just reading in the papers i went to school with her and she something similar to yourself um and she'd phoned 999 and i think it was that quick that they helped her to give birth to her own child yeah and then as soon as the baby was born her mum had come through the living room at the front door because obviously she'd phoned her and said mum mum please hurry up and it was too late she'd given birth to her own baby i mean it's unbelievable really isn't it wow yeah so um i had the longest labor with fian i think it was touching 72 hours from my hindwaters break into her coming out by a c-section emergency c-section i was so drained by the end of, that i felt robbed of the experienced um and i was in a bit of a state of shock i think for a long time after and i suppose having such a quick labor you must have kind of similar emotions attached to that birth in the sense that i was so tired that it's a bit of a blur and i couldn't tell you what happened in those 72 hours because i was in and out of sleep Sorry, everybody that's listening, that's running. Um, I was in and out of sleep. And then she came when it was quite, you know, dramatic entrance. And I looked back and I thought, I can't remember much. And I was a bit annoyed by that because I really wanted to embrace it all. So do you feel the same having such a short labour? Yeah, I do. I do. And it's, it's quite strange, isn't it? How like our experiences, as, our experiences are almost quite opposite. But yeah, definitely the same feeling. The same feeling of shock um 
to be fair, I think anybody, if anybody can say that they've given birth and it's not been a shock, um, even, I guess, even if you're induced, even if, you know, you have a C-section, even if you have all these different ways of doing it, I think, yeah, if it, it's a massive shock on your body, isn't it? Um, and your mindset as well. Um, and yeah, definitely felt robbed of the experience. I think for me, um, I just felt robbed because at no point could I even take some sort of control over the situation. I know we need to go to hospital now, let's give birth tools done. <laughs> and there was no sort of thinking time, I think. So it made it, it made it for me, that's what's made it, my words out now, that's what made it all a blur. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, you think a lot of people say, oh, you know, you had the quick labour, how lovely, how much we're going to talk about that in a bit. It's not always the case, is it, you know? Right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to make another coffee. I'm going to try and put Ronnie down in the bed and see if she falls asleep this time. And then I'll be back in two minutes. Okie dokie. Thanks, Kat. Hi, and welcome back. So uh, you'd be pleased to know that my Ronnie is fast asleep in bed just there. So that's good. That worked. <laughs> so now it is just me, myself and I. So we'll go on to the next question. How did you, having the this experience affect your mental health after you came home? You wrote on your Instagram account that you were struggling with depression. Is this something you struggled with before this experience? Or was the trauma of this type of birth what brought on your mental health to decline? Um. See, I, I do feel like it was this particular experience that sort of started um, the spiral, is what I'm going to say, um, because I don't think it sort of was a, it happened overnight thing for me. Um, I think the, the shock of the experience, the fact that I remember having, I remember having lots of people um, say to me, like, well, I think you mentioned it earlier on, like, oh, I wish I had a quick birth. I um oh you're so lucky that that happened you know like oh that must have been that must have been easy or that must have been like great that it was quick um and I know none of these comments were meant to yeah you know, just like, like any comments yeah. to make isn't it you know what I mean um but I think inside I was thinking to myself sometimes I'd be like well yeah it was amazing yeah I did really good like I was really strong I listened to my body um I must have been, my body must have been good because I managed to do that and I, I had a few stitches, but do you know what I mean? I wasn't, um, I wasn't in a bad physical shape after. Um, and I remember just thinking in my head, like other days I'd be thinking to myself, well, what the hell even happened there? Like how can I, I can't even say to people what, what it was like or what, what I felt like because I can't even bloody remember it now because I remember just, oh, that was a strong like back pain. Oh, there's the baby. Do you know what I mean? Because it was almost, <laughs> almost my memories of it sometimes. And I think for me, then thinking, well, do I remember holding Oliver after I gave birth to him? Do I remember latching him onto my breast? Do I remember? And you go through all these things in your head, like, I don't really remember that. Mm. Like, there's photos of me holding him. There's photos of me breastfeeding him. I was really, really fortunate with that. But even those, mem even those memories, are a blur like if, if you didn't have if my partner hadn't took photographs of those moments I honestly don't think I would remember them I think anyone that's had 
um, trauma is quite well it is trauma I suppose isn't it it is a trauma it trauma, is. traumatic birth um however it comes quickly or slowly or by c-section or naturally whatever um I think a lot of it is a we I think mothers especially go into fight or flight mode you know they call that like what do they call it in the tiger thing where you either fight or you 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 protect yeah. yourself and and I remember Phil was I was telling a story and how uh, when Fionn came out and she wasn't breathing and she was in all the like specialists were resuscitating her and I said oh, all I could see were the legs and Phil was like Lynn you didn't even look at her and I said yes I did and he says you didn't you wouldn't take your eyes off me the whole time and you just kept saying Phil 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 as if to say tell me something good tell me something good that I can't look yeah. and I said I obviously just switched off I obviously just yeah I couldn't look and I in my head and then my head my romantic side of it is making me go, oh, yeah, and I looked and I could see her little legs and they were working really hard. He says, I don't know. He says, I think you've heard me tell my story and somehow embedded that into your memory because he says you you couldn't, you didn't look. He says it was like you couldn't bear to look. And I thought, yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, you just fight or flight. And I don't think, I, I knew I couldn't look. So I just, to protect myself as well, I just looked away. And I think that's what you're saying. You just don't remember things because one, it's too quick. Two, you're in shock because this wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't in your birth plan. What the hell? Like, hang on, that's very quick. You know, it's, it's your brain can only absorb. I mean, it can absorb every single thing you're seeing. I know, but for you to remember those things, it's a different, you know, process completely. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. It's. I think, and even if your birth goes absolutely smoothly it's still such a big trauma to your body of course yeah like yeah it's 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 absolutely yeah it's absolutely crazy and um, I think I've only recently though in the last maybe year so all of the two now and I think maybe in the last year since I started to sort of focus on me more during the first lockdown that's when I first really started noticed oh yeah this has had an effect on me mm because it's every time that like maybe Oliver's really hard to deal with, you know, he's having a really bad day, he's tantruming, he's crying, he's screaming. And with Henry, I sort of look back and I think to myself, oh yeah, but remember when it was like this and when he was, you know, when this happened and when he was born and you can kind of like get yourself out of those then yeah. intrusive thoughts, isn't it? Yeah. Intrusive thoughts. Oh, I got loads of them. Um, and... I think with Oliver, that was that's my my sort of main mental health um, struggle is the intrusive thoughts. It's me going, well, this kid's really annoying me, and uh, you know what? I can't even remember when he was very born. Like, what am I even doing? Like, what kind of mum am I? Like, and all these intrusive thoughts then start to creep in because I'm like, well, you can't even remember his birth. And it's such a, it's hard, isn't it? That is exactly what, how my brain clicks when I know it's such a stupid question to ask myself. And does it, does it matter if some days I cannot remember his birth? No, I don't think Because I'm here. He's here. He's always healthy. Yeah, I live in the present day. Um, but it plays, doesn't it? It plays it in your head. And it's as, and that's part of the mental health side of things. For me, um, I don't feel like that so much, but when Fionn is playing up and tantrums and not listening and I'm just having a really tough day with her because she's very strong-willed um, and fiery which is great like her mum but I just don't want her to be like that all the time 
I, I just get my trigger is when she plays up when I'm with friends and stuff and it's a bit of a scene in public and I, I panic about what people think of me you know and how I discipline her or how I speak to her and my that's my anxiety when I go out is people watching how I deal with my child and I shouldn't really give a toss to be honest but I do but part what triggers me off and sets me off crying is for me I had such a beautiful pregnancy with Beyond and then the, the birth was so horrific and then I just think, oh, I see all these other toddlers and mums are having such a lovely time and they're walking by them on the pavement and they're listening to the mums and they're doing this on Instagram and, and I know I shouldn't do that. I know that Instagram versus reality is two different things. I know, but you can't help yourself sometimes. And I just think, oh God, this is none of this is how I expected it. I expected my child to be, <laughs> listen to this, well-behaved, disciplined, enthusiastic about what I tell them and stuff but it doesn't work like that does it and I think that's the thing I think god you know this has been so hard the whole thing's been hard like when does it get easier and then I speak to other mums like yourself and everyone on here and I think get a grip Lynn you're a mum this is your life and it's the hardest job in the world so it is the hardest job in the world give ourselves more credit like manage to create them like we're still keeping them alive <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly so did you get any support afterwards like how long were you in hospital for um so oliver was born at about five to nine in the evening i remember being back home and in my own bed by 2 a.m what so so like What's that? How many hours is that? Like three, five, four, hours. five hours later, I was at home. But that was my personal um, choice. I had it with Henry as well. So with Henry, I gave birth to him at about quarter past six in the evening and I was home by about midnight. Um, I don't like hospital. No, I get that. I get that with the, but, like, that, we were I'm told that might be an option. But yeah. when you've had such um, a fast birth, I can't believe they didn't keep you in overnight. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, that maybe more questions could have been asked. Maybe they were asked. Yeah, um, you just maybe in the blur of everything, I was like, yeah, yeah like this is wow. great. Like, yeah. <laughs> for me, my my adrenaline, I was still, you know, I was expecting like an eight-hour labor. Yeah. So I'm just like, I've got spare energy. Like, when, yeah. you know, even after the shock as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't recall being offered support at the time. Um, I mean, you get like you get your ass to sort of like um, care, don't you? Whether you go to like the ticket yeah, yeah. you can get sent home. They give you all the booklets, don't they? With like lots of information on various different things, let alone you know the signs of um, like baby blues and yeah. postnatal depression. Like you get like it's, there's a whole range of information isn't it given to you and even the health visit coming round, like after they're born, um, I think with the, with our second, you don't see them as often as what you would with your first. No, I'm not pretty at all. sure um, that was the case with us anyway. Um, so maybe, maybe I just never felt like I either one had the opportunity to speak about my feelings. Yeah. I think, and then as well, a mixture of me not thinking that they're really that much of an issue yeah. because we all undermine our own problems don't we we all yeah. think to ourselves well our problems are either the biggest thing in the world and we want 
we're crying and screaming out for help, or we think to ourselves, our problems don't really matter. No one's ever so kind of one of two ways of them, don't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I think part of it was I didn't really get the opportunity to speak out. And the other part was I wasn't in a place that I was ready to speak out maybe at that point in time I think sometimes that's the thing like I'm just about to say now how have you managed to deal with this trauma personally for me I I don't know I was in hospital I had sepsis afterwards I was just so poorly and it was like a week and I just wanted to get home with my baby and I got home and then it was like the full-on visitors for the next week and then Phil went back to work. So then I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this on my own with the baby. And, and then it was summer. So that helped and got on. And then the winter came and I was like, oh, great. You know, she was like Ronnie's age now, getting things ready, for going to play, you know, day, play dates. And then I went back to work. And then I worked for a year. And then I got pregnant again, a year and a half later. And um, yeah, it was fine. And then it was then when I had... Ronnie uh, the 20 week scan and they said there might be something wrong that's when it all came back to me it was like I've been keeping myself so busy up until that point and mm. the trauma of what had happened actually started coming back and I like flashbacks and like the stress like my daughter said to me hey, my sister said to me the other day I can't believe how relaxed a baby Ronnie is because you were so stressed out I've never ever known anyone to be so stressed out during a pregnancy and I was like I know um it really triggered it off and I found just talking to people I spoke to the people who had the notes about the birth and they went through it all bit by bit which was great talking to Phil about his side versions of the story um speaking out all the time I just I'm that kind of person that needs to go blah 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 blah, and then let people give me advice and talk to me about it how did you deal with it like when you say like a year later I know you have told me how you've done this, but if you just explain here what you did personally. Yeah, so um, I think I started looking for support after like a year. I just think I got to the stage where I was just like, well, you're not really doing anything about these thoughts, are you, Kat? And it just, it gets to the point where you're like, well, come on, we've got to do something because nothing's changing. Um, I mean, I went to the doctors, but it wasn't, it wasn't a place I felk comfortable really. Do you want tablets, counselling or something else? And that's the only yeah, option. That's it. I didn't really, I didn't really feel, I just didn't feel like it was for me. And I remember going to the, some mum groups. Yeah. Um, some postnatal depression specific mum groups as well. Do you know what I mean? Not just um, like stay in phase. Um, but they didn't, if I'm being really honest and it's hard, isn't it? Because everybody's brain works differently, but they made me feel worse. Like they made yeah. me feel worse. I don't know what it was. It was just like, oh, everyone's really struggling here, aren't they? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, um, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Maybe I just couldn't find connections with the people that were there. Um, but strangely enough, I found my release as well through like uh, social media. I decided as well at the start of lockdown that alongside looking after my mental health, I'd look after like my body more as well. Yeah. Um, so I kind of gone on a bit of a health journey with like uh, well-being and self-care. Um, it's it's massively helped. Um, I think you've got to give your to give yourself a chance with depression. You've got to make sure that you're fueling yourself right, showing yourself kindness, letting yourself have time to relax um and those are all the things that I started doing so 
in and around my whole Instagram page where I share what I've been up to. I also connect with others. And like you, they've given me so much advice. Some of that I really embrace and I take it on and I try things out. Other things I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll note that down. But it's not really my thing. Yeah, that's it. And we were just, just saying great. that before, weren't we? Yeah, it's just great to get like a big roundup of advice from so many people. I start I start doing meditation. Yeah. Um, that's something I never thought I would do um, you know, like a couple of years ago. But that alone has probably been more beneficial to me than going to the doctors or going to one of those groups. Um, and that's fine. and that's because it's it, you, it's just yeah you're quite spiritual in that sense aren't you I'm not sure if it'd be something for me what I found is the gyms have opened so I'm going swimming I'm going spinning I'm, I'm going to the gym yeah while Ronnie's in the crash and it just gives me that hour and that's really helping me but I think people everyone's got to find what they come, want to do and that's the thing about like you yeah. said about talking to different mums I might take a snip like I've done it myself like you said about meditation I don't really meditate but if I'm having a uh, moment, I'll go in, I'll go sit outside and Phil go, are you okay? And I'm like, just going to go and have five minutes and I'll just sit out there and I'll try my best to just blank my brain and just yeah. be in the sun and not think of anything. You know, it does yeah. help. So you take snippets of what other people do, don't you? Definitely, definitely, yeah. And um, it is just a big game of trial and error sometimes, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. And what, and what, um, what works last month might not not necessarily work this month um you know i'm i'm just in such a better mood if i get a good night's sleep now sometimes i I swear by a good night's sleep i will actively try and make sure i get a good night's sleep so i'll try and get into a really good routine with the kids get them to bed on time never really happens but we try um i'll put you know some nice um sleep music on so I'll encourage, I'll turn off my phone like half an hour before bed. I'll make sure I don't watch any TV half an hour before bed so my yeah. mind switches down. Um, it's just putting it all into practice, isn't it? To make you to make you feel better. And that in itself has probably helped me more than, yeah, more than going to the doctors and getting, and getting I mean, yeah, I'll be, like I'll be completely overload of just. Yeah, a few weeks ago when I was just saying to you before, when I wasn't recording, a few weeks ago I phoned up the doctor and said, I don't feel right in my head. Like I was really struggling to, I don't know, balance, like juggle everything. And literally said, they were like, okay. Um, and they didn't know what to say. Cause I was kind of saying, well, I feel depressed. Well, I know I just feel sad. I don't, I was just blurting everything out because I think I just felt a bit overwhelmed with everything at the time. And they'd said, okay, well, what do you want then? Do you want tablets, medication? Do you want counseling or do you want, something else like what else self-care like website referrals and I was like is that all you're offering like you know is there nothing like yoga like you know just recommend all these different things that don't include because I haven't you know I don't I don't don't think I need to speak to a counsellor I don't think I need medication like you said I just need I think talking to people helps I think definitely talking to people I've opened up yeah and like last night your outlet yeah, and last night um, I was like, oh, I'm going to do the food shopping tonight. And Phil's like, why? And I said, because Ronnie's not been well today and I've not been able to get out. And he says, oh, well, no, no, he says, do it tomorrow. He says, we're going to have a film night tonight. And that was really nice because that was another part is that you lose yourself as mum and dad sometimes, don't you? You're not, you know, yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend or wife and husband or whatever. And I think that's important as well. But I think talking 
to the dads about stuff as well because I've, I've seen I always forget that Phil's been there through the two births with me like your partner has with the last one they, they were through it as well didn't they you know yeah definitely bless them I think I think for for, for the men as well it's it's hard for I think it's even harder as well for men to speak up if there's like if there's a worry yeah. so I know for the fact that my partner sometimes he I know in the past he has said to me like oh you know I'm I was I didn't really think I'd bring it up because I didn't want to make you feel bad yeah you know what I mean it's like well no if you're noticing I'm getting more irritable if you're noticing I'm getting I'm more teary yeah. um if you're noticing then it's not even like saying something like um you know oh oh I've noticed you've been getting a bit more angry recently just tell me to bugger off and have a walk around the block like just tell me to go and have a like tell me to go and have a shower don't say would yeah. you like one yeah, tell me. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. because us mums we hardly ever prioritize ourselves do we? and we yeah. find it hard to like I'll be honest I find it hard to prioritize myself if my partner asked me if I would like a shower and the kids are running around like mad things and screaming and shouting and they need feeding I'm probably gonna say no I'll just say no I don't like bad. prioritize them yeah whereas if yeah. he tells me cat go and have a shower I'll be like okay yeah okay. I'll go and have a shower like and I know that sounds really ridiculous like my partner isn't a dictator like I don't listen to everything he says and asks me to do but does that make sense you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like, if I'm having it's nice that if he notices that I'm starting to show these emotions that like he's yeah. just like no do you know what I'm not taking no for an answer go and look after your bloody self go and do it yeah yeah. So, for any, I'll just finish off this now because I've got to get back to pick up my other one now. Um, for any mums <laughs> who've experienced a precipitous labour, what advice would you give them with regards to self care after the event? So, like you said, you know, look at the ways of doing it. I suppose meditation, going online. Yeah. So, I think maybe try and write down your experience. Uh, like you know record your experience on like your phone just speak just speak just speak into your phone like you can record your voice on your phone there's so many yeah. apps nowadays where you can just record your voice even if you never listen to it back even if you rip that bit of paper up in the morning and chuck it away yeah like write it down write if you things, want to write it down just yeah. write things down just get everything off your chest remember that every birthing experience is traumatic and it's okay to um to need like support and um, to not feel ashamed of asking for support um like we were just saying tell your partner how you're feeling yeah um and and also i think one of the issues we haven't um brushed on and i will just do really quickly for me we've got ahead of soon is um be aware of issues with attachment when it comes to precipitous labor so a lot of people find that the, that you might not have a closer bond as you might have thought oh, straight away yeah. with the child because of how quickly it's all happened. Mm. Um, I know that this is um, something that they're looking into more with precipitous labour as like a kind of, uh, I want to say the word symptom, but that doesn't, that doesn't quite sound right. Um, but something to be aware that comes up quite often when, when people speak about their experiences is yeah they haven't gained that bond that they would have during a longer process yeah so maybe like speak to the health is to about that and just say look i'm just a bit worried because this happened you know can you give me some advice just in case it happens what yeah. should i look out for is there anything i can do yeah it's really good that's like, speak to the health visitor is or midwife especially 
yeah or even yeah just let somebody know isn't it they can yeah. be like all oh, right she said to me that she was struggling with like her bonds right let let's go out for the day go to the pet and zoo i don't know <laughs> yeah so go to the zoo go to the swimming let's go and do something together yeah, yeah. Like, well that keeps your brain active you don't have to worry about that bond because you're just doing something with them yeah yeah i mean so yeah. And as long as you're cuddling them newborn babies especially that all they just want is cuddles that's you know yeah. that's all they need even at this age what she now eight months she just wants to know i'm there as soon as she sees i'm there she relaxes it's really weird it's yeah. just you know they've got that bond aren't they well thanks ever so much for agreeing to be my guest cat um if you'd like to contact cat and ask any questions about this um topic then please do so her instagram account is that active mum but if you look on my page, um, I'm following her and she's following me as well. And um, she shares a lot of tips about health and well-being and also has her own blog as well now, I believe. And you're doing lots and lots, Kat, aren't you? So, yeah, follow Kat and see what she's up to. Weave things in. Thank you, honey. No problem. Thanks very much for everyone for listening. And uh, we'll speak soon. Bye bye. to be a guest in the show please get in touch we're looking for unique stories that will help and benefit any parents listening thanks for listening if you've enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and follow me on facebook twitter instagram and pinterest or visit my website www.theswaneffectmum.com Thank you.